This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's up, y'all? <clears throat> feeling, feeling extra tasty today. <laughs> Caps fans, we've got a good episode for you, as always. going to be talking about what's going on in the rest of the league, um, which will include both, you know, playoff happenings and a couple other people maybe got bitch slapped, um, both socially and <laughs> and by the league. So, uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty good episode, I think. We'll also be discussing the the hottest news in caps in the, in the caps territory here with the firing of Todd Reardon and why, if you think that Gerard Gallant is the next head coach best option, you're out of your fucking mind. Out of it. <clears throat> Completely out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it sucks that the caps are out, but if you look at what's going on in this round especially, I mean... We said it before this started that everything's out the window, which is why it was a great opportunity for the Caps to, you know, maybe get another cup here. Right. But I think that the rest of the league is really kind of upside down. What about you, Polly? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we've already got a couple surprises going on. Some of the teams that really were expected to win, you, you, you get that in the playoffs anyway. But... I just feel like it's a little extra crazy this year, which was to be expected. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it. I called this, you know, almost a sweep. But I said, if the Caps don't win the Cup, I hope they just get swept and Reardon gets fired. So I put that juju out there. You manifested it, I think. Yeah. It's basically your fault that the Caps didn't win the Cup this year. And if they hire Gallant, it won't be worth it. <laughs> Right, right. Um, well, more on that in a little bit. But for now, pop some tabs. Yep. One, two, three. All right. First up, league news. Lots of stuff has been going around, uh, not just with the whole playoffs happening, but uh, just a ton of just shit. I mean, not shit in a bad way, but just shit in lots of happenings. Um, let's start with a little bit of the lighter stuff. Arizona. What's up? Right. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, <clears throat> wasn't there rumors of this a while ago? So, Zona, before the playoffs even started, um, it was a piece of news, kind of like a little blip of hot news for like a second before the return to play. And what had happened was basically the the league had found that Arizona was working guys out, prospects and, and potential draft picks, before the free agency period of this year. Right. And that's a big no-no. I mean, they're getting a first-hand look at these guys – before they're they're legally allowed to, as per the rules of the NHL, they get hit fucking hard, man. Like the NHL is not fucking around. They had to forfeit 
so so technically what they did was they did physical testing before the 2020 combine and the and for for that the league took their 2020 second round and 2021 first round pick two years and i think that i don't think they have a first round pick in 2020 and that's that's big they're a rebuilding team not rebuilding they're a team on the come sure and those draft picks could be really important to their upcoming success because they've got a young energetic team and losing those draft picks could be what makes Taylor Hall decide to walk because maybe he thinks you know shit's kind of going downhill now we're not going to get you're not going to uh you know restock the stables or they're uh, not going to be able to right, right. Yeah. yeah so they're they're really hurting here um this, I mean, this is a pretty this is a pretty big punishment. Yeah, and if you think about it, it whether whether that sec, that 2020 second round pick becomes an NHL that plays over 100 games in the league is probably hovering around the 10% chance. Um but the 2021 first round pick, that guy has a pretty good chance of playing a decent amount of games in the NHL, whether that's immediate or after 3 to 5 years of development, who knows? But still down the line and, and if anything that could be a prospect for trade bargaining you know they could they could bargain for a player with that second rounder in 2020 i mean the the possibilities are somewhat limitless when it comes to trades i mean with trading picks because i mean as you saw at the at the deadline this year it used to be we had we had um what uh anthony san filippo on from the from the Snow the Goalie podcast, the Philly guys uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network, they were saying, I mean, you know, in years past, he was like, look, man, they, they used to be player for player, right? Because teams were trying to be, get good now. Right. Now, other, well, you know, they were mutually trying to be beneficial. This year, we saw that at the deadline, players were being moved for basically future prospects. Yeah. And picks. Um, whether that be to get in front of this whole Seattle draft, I mean, there, there's a hundred different reasons and a hundred different whys, but definitely for getting, uh, you know, stocked up for the Seattle draft as maybe a, a, a back channel bargaining chip to save some of their current roster, or just teams like Arizona who are just trying to fucking build. I mean, like you said. It's it, it. Those are not worthless things. Those are and and we talked to. I mean, I briefly was talking to Corey and Richie uh, from the Sporty with Corey and Richie pod. They they cover the Yotes on on the Hockey Podcast Network, and they kind of just shrugged their shoulders. But but I think uh, I mean for the future development of the team, that's rough. And and like you alluded, Taylor Hall was a big piece of of possibly returning for next year because he's a UFA this year, right? At the yeah. end of the season, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, he's with New Jersey, right? So they dealt him mm-hmm. so that they could get something out of him because they weren't right. going to make the playoffs anyway. And they were even talking about that in their playoff games. Is is he going to stick around? Because they have a promising future, but you know, is you know what's he looking for? And I, this definitely is not going to help convince him to stay. Sure, and. I think that the, this, the the possibility of him staying, those chips were already stacked against Arizona at, at that point, don't you? Yeah. I mean, he, he could test 
and with the flat cap, and I mean, I'm sure that's going to diminish some value, but he might be able to sign like a two year deal and bet on himself and a club with a good paycheck and then hope for like a long, maybe less per year deal after that. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, I, I think that's a big hit and it has, there, there's maybe outside of the, the Arizona market. Um, you know, I feel like, these kind of blemishes get swept under the rug pretty quickly. But right. I think that that's, that's a really big hit for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, good job, Zona. I mean, how <laughs> you can't help yourself. Who Who's going to help you? You're right. Right. <clears throat> I mean, pretty ugly stuff. Uh, something that's a little bit more... <laughs> speaking of ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something that's a little bit lighter... Th- Fucking Jonathan Marchessault just unleashed a tirade on uh, Instagram. And I don't know if somebody was making fun of his family or something, but he said all sorts of... I mean, he, he, he chirped out just a bunch of retorts, but they were very poorly worded and just profanity-filled. He seemed drunk. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it to me, they seemed like... A kid who's in seventh grade who just started talking shit at hockey games, and he's like, "Your mom's ugly." <laughs> like that's that's the level of intelligence behind his chirps. Yeah, he was like he for, he said, "Shut the fuck," and then uh, "You're ugly like your dog." Don't waste my time again. And I know that Carlo over at the uh, man, I'm just plugging all the other pods. I usually do, but this has been a pretty quick succession. Um, but at the Vegas, Vegas Weekly, I think is what they call that podcast over there. Um, he, he's really just ran with it and just been tweeting insults like that. <laughs> yeah, check him out. Uh, one one guy's name's Little Dick or something. So he's like, "Shut the fuck up, Little Dick, and go drink your mommy's titty milk or something, yeah. something like that." Yeah, because March so is like, uh, you know, yeah, he was like, "Shut the fuck up," or "Shut the fuck." Go back to sucking your mom's titties or something. Yeah. It's <laughs> brutal. I mean, grade F. The grade for his chirps are F. I mean, basically, you're the worst chirper on I've ever met, Polly, and you would make this oh. guy. You look like a fucking Socrates as far as articulate uh, handling of chirps goes compared to this motherfucker. Well, <clears throat> that was the most backhanded comment, I think. <laughs> Uh, but you're right. Uh, I, you know, I, I've just got the old fuck you. It's it's yeah. about all I got. Uh, well, what was the one? Play with honor. <laughs> yeah, that fuck? came out wrong. Uh, I didn't mean to say it like that. I meant to say I, I was like, you know, have some respect for the game is what I was meaning to say. Uh, because and this was in a college game too, wasn't it? No, no, no this was an, an adult league tournament. Okay. It was just like, uh, you know, three games and then a playoff over a weekend. And this team was running up on us and acting like assholes at the end. And, you know. And you wanted to say, like, fucking have some respect, you fucks. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But instead you said, play with honor. Yeah. And they were like, what? I I, I was like, what? And just skated away. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Still better than March or so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Jesus, 
at least you weren't yeah i don't know if you're interested in looking it up it's all over the internet check it out if you literally just google march assault yeah like, like in, it's in there. type it into twitter people are tearing them up and they'll have screenshots <laughs> i think he already deleted his shit but oh the screenshots are there though yeah it's forever you put anything on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. I'm waiting for someone to dig up some old tweets of of mine and just cancel me right now. But you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Logan Couture, his uh, Couture, his uh, his team, the San Jose Sharks, out of playoff contention. So he's kind of just been, I guess, fucking around. He was in Toronto, and I guess he spoke with Sportsnet about being. A, a Republican, though he's a Canadian citizen. No, this happened in a in a bar, wasn't it? He was having a conversation. Oh, really? Yeah, he's mad because Sportsnet liked someone saying something to him. Oh, he okay. was. See, he, I don't even. I don't even know. It was a I'm very glad you're here. He 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 did weirdly word it. You know, he he said he was talking about voting for the Republican Party. But not liking Trump, but he got sucker punched for even mentioning his name. Yeah, and when I when they say sucker like literally punched, he was literally. I thought it was like, I thought he was saying sucker punched because the media like put a hit out on him. But no, he actually was punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who punched Logan Couture. It was in a bar in Toronto. Yeah, that's what, that's what he said, and it's just. First of all, if it's real, shame on that person for not being able to have a conversation. Right. Uh, if it's not real, which it, this seems 50-50 because it's the weirdest fucking thing. But <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of nut jobs out there that would think, you know, some people can't handle intelligent adult conversation and lose their shit. Right. And you're about to, you know, say your uh, your phrase here. Yeah, I mean, it's all about civil discourse, right? I, I it seems like in today's climate, that shit, it, there is no such thing as civil discourse, which is sad. You know, I mean, that's what our country was built upon. Um, that our country being the United States, um, and, and I don't even know why anybody would. I mean, he, Marcelo's a Canadian, Couture, or I'm sorry, yeah, Couture is a Cana- Canadian. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not really sure what. He has no real bearing. Like, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he's a dual citizen. Does Canada have a Republican Party? Because I know their system's completely different. Right. I mean, I'm sure they have like a conservative and a liberal party, and the liberal party has won many elections in the recent years. But I, I don't. I and anyways, I don't want to get too political here. Uh, and I know that maybe that's not it's not the right time whatever I mean fucking shame me if you want but I, I mean I'm here to talk about hockey with you guys and, and yes I understand we're gonna get more end of what the hell is going on in the world trust me but to outright physically assault someone is not right no matter what they say yeah um, you don't uh, you don't punch people for opinions right unless you're on the ice with them yeah then if they've you, signed a waiver then you can assault them yeah you're in a vacuum right Right. So if you're in a vacuum where physical violence is somewhat allowed, or, and at least that person has signed away their rights to sue you, by all means, paralyze somebody. Uh, <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, I mean, sometimes I think like, you know, cause I've, I've been victim, uh, quote unquote victim of these, uh, of racial slurs and things playing hockey. 
with mouth breathers. And, you know, generally they never, they always pay with a pound of flesh. I mean, they always get embarrassed physically. They always end up hurt. And I don't know. I mean, I think I play, I am, I, I feel that I'm strong enough and play with enough, have enough talent on the ice as far as being able to move and not be some fucking bender like these people generally are who talk shit to me, mm-hmm. like in that in that aspect, that um, I could re- like fucking end life as they know it for them. Yeah, especially the league we play in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if we were in better physical shape, you know, we're definitely kind of playing down a little bit. I mean, yeah, no offense, boys, yeah. if any of the boys are listening. Yeah. But not yeah, I don't mean any offense. I just, you know, we we could play at a higher level, is what I'm saying. Sure. And um, I have, but you know, I, I like the boys and that's why we play in that yeah. level. And but the thing is our opponents you know, and I get, you know, hey, come chirp me, you know, hit me, do all the things that you want. But as soon as you cross that line and say something like outright racist to me, it's just like, okay, well, now I just want to like I don't know paralyze you, and I don't know sell your children into slavery. <laughs> well, that's a bit of a hot topic right now. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, honest. I mean, all all kidding aside. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a trigger for me. I guess you could say. Yeah, and you know the the problem is is they don't know that you have the muscle composition of an elite power athlete. <laughs> So they don't know what they're getting into. They're only looking at half of your 23andMe report. Exactly. They're looking at the outside. They're looking at the Korean part. Yeah. And they're they're not looking at the the elite power athlete muscle composition. All they they see skin color and forget about the muscle composition. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, but I mean, honestly, I've maybe had like one person say something where I'd be like, oh, fuck, that would be a really hard fight to win. Or that'd be like a tough fight to win. Everybody else is just some Bambi fuck that I could li- like. I mean, and I and I say this seriously, but also joking. I I mean, these are these are players that you know, in a vulnerable position, let's say skating fast towards the boards, would take very little help from from me to fly in head first and and you know roll the dice on whether you're going to be able to walk again. So I don't know. People should remember that. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't give a fuck. I mean, honestly, like if that did happen and I really didn't completely hurt somebody, I feel like in the moment I wouldn't care. No, I don't think you would. <laughs> if they had to, you know, I don't know, call, get a stretcher out. I don't think I've ever, have you ever stretchered somebody off? Like they had to like fucking hold a C-spine. Like Not an actual stretcher. I've made people get helped off the ice by trainers uh, you know like someone's underneath your arm helping you limp off kind of thing right right well you know I haven't I haven't fully carted anybody off and I, I mean I've I've hit people to the point where yeah they'd had to get help off yeah and maybe had a stutter for like a week so moral of the story is don't say racist shit but also have some civil discourse and be able to have a conversation. I, right. We, we were just trying to push the whole civil discourse. Yeah. Like then, I immediately went to like the most violent and ruthless <laughs> thing. 
that I, yeah. So obviously I have a, I have a trigger complex there and, and this is something that I guess people should realize that, you know, when you hear it all your life, like it's really not like I go to that dark place very quickly. And you know this because what, I'm probably like one of the few minorities you've ever played hockey with, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a small percentage. Yeah. And so, and we've, we've, we've had our discussions about it, but basically it all ends like that. And, but when you're out in public in things where you're not in a vacuum, where nobody signed a waiver and you're just like in a bar, I do not encourage you to take things to a physical level. Talk to people. I mean, it, you're not going to learn anything by talking to people who just agree with a hundred percent or even 90 or 50% with what you are talking about. Right. So absolutely, you know, you want to expand your fucking horizons. People understand where they're coming from. Maybe a little bit you and, and take a step back, breathe and, and figure out, take, you know, take, do some fact finding fact, check them, uh, you know, understand their, gripes or whatever and after you've done that if you still feel like those people are pieces of shit which oftentimes you may come upon that conclusion that's absolutely your right too but to just immediately fly off the handle and sucker punch somebody not a good look yeah you know uh <clears throat> quick shout out to my dad here he'd like this quote uh <laughs> i don't remember the book or the chapter but or the verse i know the book uh in proverbs they say iron sharpens iron. So having an intelligent conversation with someone of a different opinion helps both sides. You learn from each other. It's good, but there are a lot of people that don't want to hear the other side and stuff like this happens. Right. And I feel like that's just doing a huge discredit to yourself, you know, when you, when you fly off the handle and, and act crazy like that, like, not only that, it's a big discredit to the movement that you're trying to represent. Exactly. So, um, you know, just don't get arrested out there. Keep your wits. And if it in the happening that you do your due diligence and still feel like this person's a complete piece of shit, then at least you know that you've exhausted all resources in, in trying to figure that out. And you know that it's true 100% for sure. Um, along those same lines, what do we got here with, with the, with the basketball and so, um, if I'm, if I'm correct, the NBA led the way, but, um, the NBA and WNBA on Wednesday, uh, August 25th, maybe, Mm. um, and then some MLB games and some MLS games, but the entire the entirety of both basketball leagues, they sat out um, in to protest racial injustice. And the Jacob Blake is that his name? Yeah, he, he his was shot his uh, his shooting. Uh, that was the main like the the focal point. Right. So they sat out um, to protest, and the NHL didn't that day. But then the players had a meeting, and. A player-led decision led to Thursday and Friday games being postponed to stand in solidarity and show that they supported the movement. Um, You know, there was a lot of criticism on Twitter, as always, because (laughs) hockey Twitter is a fucking hellscape. and cesspool. 
people just fucking they're assholes and they jump to conclusions. You know, uh, Chara had said something about they weren't they only found out you know right around game time and there wasn't time to discuss. You know, these guys are living in a bubble and they aren't probably completely paying attention to what's going on in the NBA. So, you know, it probably took some time to get this information in and people to digest it. The The guys in the basketball league, they had the advantage because they'd been talking about it all day. Right. So uh, I think it's really unfair that everybody was jumping down the NHL's throat like that. But the players eventually, you know, they came to this decision and showed their solidarity. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't mind that this happened. I really don't. Um, though I feel that because it was so late, it was almost like it was. And, and I love that, you know, the NHL gave the platform to the players to talk about it and announce it and do two days off instead of one day off or whatever. It just but it, it seemed a lot like virtue signaling to me. It just seemed like, oh, well, now that we're getting fucking shit on by hockey Twitter and by everybody else in the sports world, now we need to, like, do this just to appease the mob. Um, And, you know, I I definitely feel that it, it, this, and, you know, I may be wrong, but, and I probably am, but I definitely feel that the majority of the NHL players, you know, all the work, all the staff, and the head coaches and everybody else definitely does not feel that like systematic racism is a good thing. Right. And they are acknowledging that it exists and that people are unfortunately losing their fucking lives over it. And that is so shitty. And everybody knows that. And, and, and well, and that people are acknowledging at least. Right. So in that vein, yes, it's great. But on the other side of it it's like you were a day late you didn't cancel with all the other leagues and then you waited for a little bit of a fallout to happen and then you did it and then you were like oh well, we'll do two days and it's like okay you know I, I get it but it seemed a little bit too a day late and a dollar short yeah and that's a good point uh, but I think if they hadn't they'd still be getting shit on hard oh yeah absolutely no and but I mean, is that is that what we're at now? We're just doing it to appease the mob. I don't know. I mean, the the players seemed very uh, passionate about it. There were multiple uh, players who are minorities in the league who seemed very happy with what went down. Uh, Nazim Kadri, he said, "I think this is a big enough statement. Just all these guys sticking together. Um, I've got so much more respect for every single player in this league doing something like this." And obviously, systematic racism, we can use these next couple days to further educate ourselves on the betterment of society. Um, Ryan Reeves, he was he was very happy. Uh, I think if you look around this room, there's a lot of white athletes in here. And I think that's a statement being made right now. It's great that the NBA did this and the MLB and the WNBA. They have a lot of black players in those, league, in those leagues. But for all of these athletes in here to take a stand and say... Uh, you know what? Oh, oh yeah. You, to say you know what we see the problem too, and we stand behind you. Um, you know, I think that that means a lot that Revo would say it like that. Sure. Uh, because he's saying these guys don't have as much that they don't have as much skin in the game 
but they're still taking a stand. Uh, so it, it seemed like, um, not that he was saying what the hockey guys did was better, but definitely different. And he commended the league as a whole, which is mostly white. Uh, so it definitely seemed like the guys in the league who aren't white felt supported and proud to be a part of that group. So if the if the black guys in the league feel comfortable with it, I think that we as fans should feel comfortable with what they did. Sure, and and <clears throat> and, and I get and and this is where it gets crazy, right? Because there's so many nuances to this argument or to this whole uh, situation, and from a minority in hockey. You know, I'm one, but like from that standpoint of Reeves and Kadri and the multiple other people of color who play, you know, and it's not just, it's not just black people. It's, it's, you know, Middle Easterns, Asians, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, and I, I get, you know, a lot of people are like, well, there's not enough uh, minorities in, in the NHL and they're probably right. But at the same time, the ones, it, it, it's come a long freaking way from when we were kids, man. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, there was uh, what Jimmy Pack and fuck Park, the two Asian dudes in the league, and I can't remember, you know, anyone else really. So, and oh yeah, obviously, you know, you had like Brashear and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, X Cap, Jason Doig, who's up there, and um, oh, who's the uh, Greer. My yeah. career, career. Yeah. George yeah. LaRock, LaRock, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure they had their handful of just ignorant shit. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's come out, but as far from a player standpoint of the NHL, if I were playing the NHL, yes, I would feel great about this. I think I, I, I think that I would feel like social, you know, personally, outside of the whole craziness that that would be like the social justice movement and everything that that entails in a bigger sense yeah that's also good and and maybe we're not we're not hitting it perfectly now but as far as like me personally as a as a person of color playing in the nhl being surrounded by a bunch of white players like reeve said mm-hmm. um who 100 percent support us taking days off and you know after seeing that other leagues are doing it I think that's a big. I mean, I would feel way more comfortable in that league. Yeah, and that. Uh, thank you for that perspective, because I mean that. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. Right. They, they probably feel, if they ever did feel alien alienated because of their skin color, this probably helps eliminate some of that feeling, knowing that these guys have their back as a person. Right, and I mean, you know, and it's it's not. I mean. As recent as when Joel Ward went to Boston and got yelled basketball at him while he was in the fucking penalty box. I mean, that's just reprehensible, right? It's yeah. terrible. And those two, those those the people who did that were banned from the NHL and banned from Boston's, you know, what is it, TD Garden? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> but. It, when you see this type of solidarity, I think it's a good thing for the players. I just, I just feel like, again, I just go back and it's it's, it seems almost artificial in the sense that 
if from the league standpoint, like if you're if you're an outsider looking in, like if you're a basketball fan, if you're a football fan, or if you're any, uh, if you don't know about hockey, and yeah. you see this happen later, as just a normal slob like we are, who's not a fan of the NHL, yeah, they're like these white guys just did it because they felt pressure, exactly, yeah. and and again, again, there's so many shit, there's so many slices here, there's so many right. layers of 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 nuance here that you know. I guess it's good that we're talking about it because it, it, you know, the more you talk about it, the more you understand it, and and I guess you know, again, boom, hashtag civil discourse. So, yeah, and it definitely helps that it came from a player decision, right? Um, I think that made it look more uh, legitimate, right? And yes, and then I, I I I agree, and I think that for the most part, like the hockey community is a tight knit, very niche community. That's, that's very much closed. Right. I mean, when you, when you meet another hockey player, no matter where they're at, it's kind of like you're, you're like a bro at that point. instantly. It's like a frat. Yeah. But cool. Right. And I think that that, and well, you've played other sports, but I, all the sports I've always played were like kind of niche. So like lacrosse and hockey. Yeah. But like you played football. I mean, if you find another football player, nobody gives a fuck, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> being a football player is like saying I drink water. I mean, <laughs> they're everywhere. The rosters are huge and right. every school has a team. Right. Every asshole got their bell rung in middle school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, Caps fans? I hope that. I hope that we didn't butcher that too much. And, you know, I don't want to say, well, I'm a minority so that I, this makes me more educated on this subject because honestly, man, it's, it's a, it's a sketchy situation for even me. Obviously I want to see the games played. I want the league to be represented well, but, um, you know, I also don't want to seem fake or anything like that. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, I don't know. I think your opinion is valid, and I think we shouldn't downplay anyone's opinion just because they may not be in a certain group. I I think hearing everybody's opinions helps, and um, the fact that guys who are in the group, essentially white guys, are in the group that is part of what caused this issue, or not that they're part of the group, but... They're part of that they're, demographic. They're not affected right. by it. And right. when people who aren't affected by it speak out, that's when real change comes because if an outsider sees there's something wrong, then people are going to be like, okay, something's wrong. Sure. Because anyone can bitch and say, I'm being persecuted. Right. But when someone who doesn't live that life agrees, then we start to see some change. Exactly. Exactly. Well... I mean, you know, Caps fans, take that for what it is. I feel like we're I don't I don't want to straddle like the middle line here, but again, it's it's all about talking to people and, and educating yourself and doing it civilly. You know, there's there's no reason to act like a fucking ignorant piece of shit in on either side, whether you're on the left or you're the right or you know, if you're black or you're white or if you're Asian or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to get on a fucking soapbox here or anything, but I think we kind of have halfway stepped on one maybe I don't know, 
hopefully you guys think that this is valid and and if you don't i don't know fuck you <laughs> go 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 listen to a better podcast yeah <laughs> i'm sure you'll find tons. one yeah if you could find one motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> all right um a little bit lighter of a situation here let's let's the four four matchups going on in the league right now we are in the semifinals of the conference play New York versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the Isles just pulled one out last night, and they are up two to one. Yeah, uh, I'm checking the score right now. That's oh, I'm they're playing thinking. tonight. Yeah, they oh. they had a back to back. The Islanders are up right now. Brock Nelson's got one. Um, oh my god. Uh, yeah. So second period, Islanders are up. I think they might be for real. Not. That they're overly talented, but I may have said this last week. I think they are the most balanced team in the sense of team. Yeah. Um, not saying they're the most skilled, the most talented, but when I think of like at a lower level, you know, a lot of times your championship teams, say in high school sports, yeah, don't necessarily have the guys who are winning MVP of the state. Sure. You have the the group that buys in. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, I guess another example would be like in Miracle. Like, they obviously weren't the best team, but they bought into the system. And I think, you know, Philly could win this series, and the Islanders could get swept in the conference finals if they win this one. But I like their chances. I, I think they're pretty solid. What scares me most about the New York Islanders, and we saw it when they played us, and beat us in fucking five. They are whatever line is out there. It's the same fucking thing. It's the exact same thing. There are no, there are no heroes. Uh, there is no ego on the New York Islanders squad, yeah. and that's partially, almost no. That's one hundred percent because there is not enough talent on any one of those players. Possesses not enough talent to be one of those hero star guys like Ovechkin. Or right. like Kuznetsov, or you know, <clears throat> even like a Joe Pavelski, which we'll get into a little later, right? I, they are the ultimate team right now, yeah. and Barry Trotz, that beautiful son of a bitch, <laughs> has those guys buying in so hard, and they are shutting down one of the most offensively explosive teams. In the playoffs right now, yeah. and in the past twenty games before the cancellation or before the postponement, so you know, I would just love, and I'm going to reference uh, Anthony Sanfilippo again because he chirped us when when and he chirped us and then shameful shamelessly plugged his own article about how he likes the Islanders against the Caps and that's huge upset value and that's going to happen, blah 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 blah. And then went on to say Philadelphia is the best team in the Metro. I just just so I can go back to the Philly guys and be like, eat your fucking words <laughs> right now. I want the New York Islanders to go on and finish this out and go on to the onto the conference finals. I am not I want to put this out there right now in case Grumpy Old Man and TJ from the Never Say Die podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network are listening. I do not support the Islanders. <laughs> I just want them to win this this round. 
and and move on to the final. And if they get swept out in in the cup final, that's fine. I don't care. But they are playing some inspired hockey, and it's it's just wave after wave of the same fucking shit. Yeah. High intensity. They get you in deep. They trap the neutral zone, and they just hammer you on the forecheck. It's insane, man. And and they are just getting the most ridiculous goals in front. Your boy Anders Lee. Yeah, man. I he's gritty. Um, he's tough. He takes a beating. He dishes it out. Uh, I know he's Caps a big fans. Boy. Yeah. I know Caps fans don't like him right now, but I was actually thinking of this watching some of the game the other night. I think losing Tavares is one of the best things that's happened to that franchise. Dude, seriously, because everybody wanted to... I mean, they were building their entire offense previously around him. Yeah. And no more. Because now they're like they're not building shit around Barzal. If anything, Barry Trotz is saying like, bro, you better play great defense and score goals, or I'm going to fucking bench you for some old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring in, like, I don't even fucking know. Bring back Trevor Gillies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and Bring and, Joel um, Ward out of retirement. Yeah, right. You know, we'll just put a grinder in your fucking spot, right? because it's happening. He'd probably bring back DSP. Yeah, If you exactly. like, we'll sign that guy. Right, right. Well, DSP's in Russia. Uh, China. Playing for the uh, Kunlun Stars. Oh, is it the KHL China team? Yeah, I think that's where he's playing at now. Um, so, anyways, yeah, the Islanders on fire. Um, would love to see them close out Philly. I mean, yeah, that's me being a hater for Philly, <clears throat> but I just I love Barry Trotz, man. Yeah, I will never not love that guy. I I love him. Um, I don't hate really any Metro team except the Penguins. Uh, yeah. I don't like the Metro team. Like, I, I develop an extreme disdain for them during the series. <laughs> like, I was I was very anti-Islanders during that cap series. Oh, me too. But now, watching them, like, if the Islanders made the cup, I would, I'd probably root for them. Yeah. Um, so At least it know. stays in the division. Right. If they win it. Yeah, you know, it, it you know, makes you look a little better there. And I mean, and you know what, man? When the Caps won the Cup, and then when the subsequent Blues won the Cup, what did I say when the Caps, after the Caps won a Cup? Uh, and something that I reiterated from what I've always believed, the NHL is not a, a fucking speed league. If So if anybody is, I've never said the NHL is a speed league. I have said that the NHL players have gotten faster and gameplay has gotten way faster. So speed is definitely a factor of a successful hockey hockey club, but I have never said that the NHL is a speed league. What the fuck does that even mean? What does that What does that mean? Nobody knows what the fuck that means. Well, that's that's so, the people that want hockey to change into basically soccer on ice, right? But the problem is, is that the NHL hockey, the sport, has never been you, you has never been a sustainable speed. Speed has never been a way to constantly win. Checking has. The only... Well, yeah. The Penguins, I would say. But they, they back-checked hard, so well, they the still fit into the checking. So the Blackhawks and the Penguins, they all they all, they all won, and then everybody was like, that's a speed league. And then, you know, everybody ignored fucking L.A., who was just a, a shutdown, you know, yeah. just trap. Uh, you know, but... When you when you look at it, first of all, don't I don't give any credit to the back to back Penguins Cups. They were completely by luck. 
<laughs> but when they did close out the Capitals, who was their hardest opponent the entire playoffs, they locked it down. They shut down the boards. Yeah. They won every puck battle on the boards, and they they locked down the Caps in the offense in the capital in their defensive zone. Yeah. They checked expertly. And <clears throat> everything else that they they did was basically luck. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you can you look at PDO stats and basically the cat, the Penguins are the luckiest team ever and they're favored by the NHL and they probably paid refs. So, you know, We'll just, we'll just that's just on record now as if I've never said that yeah, before. Yeah, right. We've officially gotten it on record. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean okay, you look at the Caps win and that was a hard checking game. And when I say check, I and I I mean they halted forward progress of the other team. Right. It's not the big open ice hits, it's not the huge hip checks into the boards. Right. Those are involved. Right. But they played a good team structure and negated speed because yeah, you, you know, take this, away you take away lanes, you take angles and pinch guys off the puck. That exactly is what you're talking about. And you support the puck when you have it, yeah. right? And then when it when it becomes a turnover, you have two guys on it or one guy on it, always always close. The <clears throat> and and oh, fuck, I had a, I had a thought, but I lost. Sorry, it. I but not did you? No, 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 and it, it's fine, but. Yeah, I mean the 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 halting of forward progress. Oh, what I was going to say was speed in like football and, and other sports that don't that aren't enclosed by boards where you can run out of bounds, where you can where you can pass first base, where you can you know do these things are negated because yeah, you can run, you can skate as fast as you want and try to catch a puck, but eventually you're going to have to make the shot. Right. Or run. You can't just run out of bounds there. Yeah, you're you're in an enclosed space. There is no out of bounds in hockey. You've got everybody knows where the puck is eventually going to go. If you were to do nothing, you know, if you were just to form up in the defensive zone in a in a pattern and then let the other team play. Let's say you don't, uh, you take the defensive zone, the defensive playing players, and take their sticks away. You know, and you just play body position. You're still going to be pretty pretty successful because you know where the puck's going to be yeah. right eventually the puck's going to go to the net so when i when i say it's a checking league i don't mean it's just about hitting and bowling guys over and, and killing them you know it's about stopping forward progress and so and to bring all this home the islanders do that expertly and then and and they take it a step farther they don't wait until the other team has the puck. Mm-hmm. They get the puck in deep, and then they hammer you for it. So mm-hmm. you can't even get out of your own zone. Yeah. And then when they get hammered and hemmed in their own zone, they break out very well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They they look like the kind of team that you're hurting the next day because they're right. just not necessarily beating you up, but they're just forcing you to exert so much energy. Right, and not only that, they're not giving you any time with yeah. the puck. You know, it's just one of those things where you're constantly having to make a decision, and when you constantly have to make those quick decisions, you're you get tired and you start turning pucks over. I mean, the first thing to go is your mental aptitude when you get tired. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they're you know they're they're breaking you down in the neutral zone, causing turnovers, and they're beating you to pucks, and that they just wear you down. It's it's a it's a crazy game, man, and they've they've done it well. Yeah. Um. All right. Enough about enough enough fucking yeah. you know jerking off the. The Islanders here. 
Tampa Bay, Boston. Yeah, Boston got game one. I think it was game two. Tampa beat them seven to two or something. Maybe it was game three. But I think it was game three. They're up three Statement to one. Game. Tampa Bay is wait what game what? The 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 second well the game three. Tampa came out and beat them like seven to one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they then they followed that up with another victory. Yeah. So they're up three to one. Uh, it looked like Boston was going to be in this thing, but I don't think they are. Uh, I'd have to say the biggest surprise of this round is Dallas taking it to the Avalanche. After- oh, I know, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say one thing about the Boston-Tampa Bay matchup. Okay. Do you think that the that this series would look different if Rask stayed? No. Um, Rask wasn't on his game. He was obviously distracted. I don't think it would look much different. I think Halak's playing well. I don't think goaltending is the issue at all. I think Tampa is just hitting their stride. They're kind of doing a caps right now where they had a really great regular season last year and completely underperformed, and now they're making up for it the next year when the expectations aren't as high. Exactly. No, Um, no, I agree. Um, but I don't think anybody in Boston or the entire New England area agrees. Unfortunately, for two, if they lose this, unfortunately, I know Tukaras is going to be crucified in that market. But yeah, and it's already happened to him multiple right. times. So, anyways, moving on. So, probably the biggest surprise I yeah. would say is that as of today, Dallas is up three to one on the Avalanche. Uh, the Avalanche fought back in Game Four. There was a bad turnover by McCarr that put the that gave Dallas goal number five. If that hadn't happened, the Avalanche would have tied the game up with three seconds left. But instead, they were one goal behind. Uh, McKinnon is on a thirteen point, uh, thirteen game point streak, but Dallas is just playing well. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. They're they're clicking. They're creating opportunities. They're finishing when they get the chance. They look like uh, a cup team, like uh, the Mike Madonna Dallas Stars. They do, and they—they they remind. I think I told you this in the car earlier. They remind me of Anaheim when they won the cup. Sure. Um, which you know just so happens Corey Perry's on the team, <laughs> but uh, you know, and I uh, still hate Jamie Ben. Uh, he's a complete fucking scumbag. <laughs> He's the most underrated clown in the league, and by underrated, I mean not enough people know how big of a piece of shit he is. Um, just watch him play. He just He's just a dirty fuck, and he overreacts. Like, you know, I, I one, one game in the regular season, someone, like, knocked his stick away or something on, on the, on a stick lift. It was a clean play. Yeah. And he lost his mind, dropped the gloves and started hitting the guy before the guy had a chance. You know, he just (laughs) watch Jamie Ben play. If you're a stars fan, you love him. You think he's gritty. You know, honestly, if he was in the East, he would have a Tom Wilson reputation. Probably. Yeah. Um, maybe, but I'm surprised the three, one lead. It doesn't help that grew by our, Probably ripped a groin. Yeah, he and that he, could be a career-ending injury. Yeah, uh, it didn't look good. You, you could you could see he instantly popped up in pain. Oh yeah, he he. It was weird because it, it didn't seem like it was a huge stretch out play or anything, right? But just it must have been just the angle that he hit it. Yeah. it was awkward and just popped it. 
That is an injury that has taken Varlamov of the New York Islanders. Fuck that guy. Uh, definitely a domestic abuser there. But yeah. um, it took him years to recover from. Yeah. Like, I literally, mean, he's yeah. been dog shit. You know, he's been kicked around the league yeah. as um, a has-been probably until this year. Well, it's a, he underperformed for the Capitals and the Avalanche, right. and he's now finally playing like he should have eight years ago. Right. So... Uh, you know, and it sucks because, you know, that's that's Brubauer. We let him go to go do a starting role. He had a not great first season, totally expected with the Avalanche, totally expected to have that happen. You know, you got to learn your, your, first of all, first year with a new team, first year of starting duties. But, you know, in this year, I thought he was going to really break out. He did. Yeah. Um, also had some good competition with this Francois guy. Francois or Francois, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it, it's hard to remember because, but just remember, it's it's not a French name. It's like okay. an Eastern European. Ah, interesting, Francois. Okay, well, uh, you know, had had a good thing going, and then this happens, and brutal, man. I wish him the best. I hope he really comes to a full recovery. Um, who would have thought a backup from Kazakhstan right. would be tearing it up right now? But he. He's got an awesome helmet with uh, Dobby on it. Yeah? From uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, because he's Kadoban, so I guess Dobby's a nickname for him. He's they, they picked up the Dobby in the middle of his name. Kadoban, Dobby, I don't know. Kadoban? Isn't that his name? Like you said, it was Francois. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking stars. So they're, oh, get, they're getting beat by oh. a Kazakhstani backup. You know, yes. there's not a whole lot of guys from Kazakhstan in the NHL. Right. And Kadobin's been a career backup. Played with Boston. Yeah. Um, did well there. Yeah, so he's been a fantasy guy. Actually, I've picked up... I've That's a guy I've had on rotation, you know. Well, you're always up. fucking up goalies, and then I pick them up when you <laughs> make mistakes. Yeah, so basically, if I drop a goalie, Polly just knows to pick it up. Because he's just, again, just like this podcast, riding on my fucking coattails. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I watch the free agent pool, man. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm in agreeance here. Dallas has really just come out and, and broke it off in 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 Colorado, and and they don't know how to solve it. Yeah, and even when when the Avalanche control the game, you know the the Stars will just they'll take advantage of a couple opportunities. It's you know end of the first period today. It was three nothing Dallas. Like yeah. it, just you crazy. have to play errorless hockey. Perfect yeah. hockey against this Dallas team, or they're going to make you pay. And I mean, you, you look at the Dallas squad, though. You know, you've got Heiskanen, who's really come in young. Klingberg, who's been kind of there for the past few years and been a uh, really good points getter and, and a PP quarterback. And then you've got like Radulov, who has is back in the league and has been doing great for them. Has really found his place with Dallas, along with this new guy with Gurionov. I where the fuck did that guy come from? Young kid, uh, obviously either Russian or from from Eastern Europe. But I and you know that's a team that I'm not really familiar with. So crazy to see, crazy to see, and and. Not not the outcome that I would have thought, but hey, you know what? They're like the Islanders taking this whole bubble thing seriously, and and they're saying, hey, this isn't a bat a negative. Let's uh, let's come together and win this one. Yeah, I think Dallas and New York are playing the most cup esque hockey. I I would agree. Right now, 
Yeah. Pretty good defensively and scoring goals mm-hmm. up and down the lineup. Yeah. And getting help from the back end as well on the scoring. Not only solid defense. I do like, you know, they've it's been a couple of years, but I I like this shade of green better than the uh, the, the dark. dark. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, yeah. All and right. they're going to get a lot more national TV games next year. You think after this showing? I think so. Probably. All right, <sighs> Vegas and Vancouver. You know. It wasn't enough that the Vegas Golden Knights were gifted an entire stud team, plus the every other GM in the league shit the bed and just gave them whatever they wanted so that they could keep their current rosters. But they've played a bunch of fucking nobodies this entire playoff. And they have... Give it to them. They have performed. They have won these series. Yeah. But, I mean, was Vancouver even a playoff team? No, they had. They were. I think. Are they the only play-in team left? Yes. Yeah. That and then Chicago. Come on. Yeah. Come the fuck on. That is a Vegas is a team that has fully benefited from this new playoff system. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Philly. I think was the first in the East, so they're still in it. Yeah. But, man, I mean. Well, yeah, the three of the top four remain for each. Right. And <clears throat> Dallas had to play in and New York had to play in. But, like, I'm talking, but didn't they? Didn't no, Vancouver. Dal- oh, Vancouver. I'm sorry. Vancouver. Dallas was in. Colorado was in. Tampa Bay was in. Boston was in. Philadelphia was in. The Islanders, though, were they? I don't think they were. I think they, they had a playoff spot, but they still had to play that first round. Right. Yeah. Right, they, they were yeah in they a, played they the, were, the Panthers. Yeah, they were in playoff contention right. though. Regardless, yeah, and, Vancouver is the only one who wouldn't have made the playoffs. Right, exactly. So, and you know, yeah, obviously Vegas is up two one. Yeah, uh, game four is tonight, so um, we won't have the result, but right. everybody will know by the time they listen. I mean, let's go Nucks. Let's get one. Yeah, I, I've had a hard time rooting for the Canucks ever since the whole Todd Bertuzzi thing, but he's long gone, so I yeah. don't really hate him. Right. Uh, hey, check out Vancouver. Or not Vancouver, Vegas, if you guys want to hear. They have a pretty sweet guest coming on. Uh, Ryan Reeves' brother. He plays yeah. football in the CFL. That's the the Vegas Weekly Pod. Yeah, so uh, their their episode this week they got a pretty good guest. So go ahead check and check them out. them out. We've we've had a lot of beef going back and forth with them on Twitter, but uh, they're good guys, good stuff. They are good guys. They just can't come to grips with that they were handed a fucking team. Yeah, that was still couldn't good. win the cup. And still couldn't win the cup. Got embarrassed in the Stanley Cup Final by the Washington Capitals and five total embarrassment on their part. I don't know. I mean, um, one day they might get over it. I'm of all of the of all the teams left. I'm anti Vegas the most. Yeah, me too. And it's <laughs> mostly Marcheseau. Yeah. Not even his his comments. Watching him on the ice, he is like a young Crosby. He's so whiny. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's let me tell you about our sponsors there, Caps fans. Manscaped.com has a lawnmower 3.0 out. It is a groin groomer. It is specifically engineered to uh, shave your your delicate bits there. If you use code THPN at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off plus free shipping. Again, that is code THPN at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping. Shave your balls. Keep them neat, boys. Yeah, keep them neat. Yeah. Do it. If you hurt yourself using this thing, you're an idiot. That might not be the best advertisement, but... (laughs) Uh, what I'm saying is it, it's pretty much idiot proof. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is still a razor, so don't go out and right. just be too overzealous. Like, but we're not it's, trying to hurt our uh, fucking view- listeners, man. It is very smooth. Yeah. Very user friendly. Wireless, waterproof, has a light on it. Um, you know what? Go out and get it. Use code THPN at manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Again, that is code THPN at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping. We also want to tell you about our friends of the pod, the New York Rangers podcast, the Broadway Boys podcast, hosted by Andy and James. You can find them at Broadway Boys Pod on Twitter and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. They rep the New York Rangers. Real cool dudes. James played uh, some pretty high-level junior hockey. And Andy, a uh, beer league hero like ourselves. And uh, we've, we've, we've collabed, Andy and I, on, on a couple different things. Really great guy. And, um, you know, awesome content maker. He, he keeps it going. He knows how to talk. And... Uh, Got a great voice. I think they were one of our first hockeyocalypse. They were. They what were they Montana? Yeah, Is that where they wanted to go. I guess Andy's got an aunt in Montana. That's yeah. where he'd go if if during apocalypse. So Troll's been upset with me because apparently I wasn't a big fan when he tried to show me years ago. But I've been into oh the Walking God. Dead. Um, <laughs> you just got into the Walking Dead like yeah. ten seasons in. Well, I. I work from home, so I'm like it took me less than a week to get through five seasons. Um, wow, dude! Maybe you should be doing some fucking work. Well, I I work too, um, yeah, but mm-hmm. so all this uh, hockey apocalypse stuff is kind of like back up in my brain with the Walking yeah. Dead going on. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? It's funny because Polly. When you first, I sh- tried to show you this a long time ago, years ago when we were in college, and you were you you thought it was not cool. Yeah, I think I was turned off because I thought it it wasn't like scary enough that they didn't run and stuff. But now that I actually watch it, even though they aren't like running after people, they still fuck people up pretty yeah. easily. Especially, Especially when you get like a big herd of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Polly. Yeah. yeah. I haven't I still haven't gotten to the point where the the meme the Carl meme. Like it's like Rick. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well ben- that's because you're on season five. Yeah. So that's about to happen because right now they're just like running around, right? Yeah, they're just like trying to survive. 
Yeah, he's he like looks at him with like a look of like disgust or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just spoil it a little bit. Uh, for you. Oh, yeah, on. I'm just gonna spoil it a little bit. I'm gonna spoil it. They find a place, and it is a prison. No wait, I've already. They seen were that. already in the prison. So did I? Did I see the meme already? Yeah, Carl. Well, I mean, he does that all. Uh, I is, don't know. Is Carl alive? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> So, as long as Carl is alive, he's saying, Carl, Carl. Okay, so I guess it was just like an in general thing. Yeah. Not one specific him yelling at Carl moment. Every every week, this is a new segment, a mini segment, Caps fans. Every week I'm going to try to spoil something for Polly on The Walking Dead. Okay, so I've definitely seen this because they're in the prison. Yeah. What is that? That's when the tank comes through, and they blow up the tank, and after the aftermath, Carl's like, I'm a little bitch. Oh, is this... Yeah, okay, that's that's when they're thinking that Jude is dead. Yes. Okay. Right. That's that's the picture I was thinking of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fuck you. Tune in next week for for more spoilers. I'm going to watch the whole damn series this week. (laughs) All right, let's talk the caps. Uh, we've we've droned on long enough, right? All right, caps fans. Today in the Washington wraparound, if you haven't heard, Todd Rudin was fired. I think that was the right decision. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, you know what um, needed to happen. I wish him luck. I think. I mean, look, people are saying he'll never be another head coach in the league. I don't believe that. I believe that he, if he tries hard enough and, he put, and waits long enough, that he will be a head coach again in the NHL as soon as next year or the year after. Very soon. And because back-to-back division titles. Yeah, he had a stable of studs. Uh, it was. It's still an aging Caps squad, though. Yeah. He had a cup hangover team. So, okay, out in seven in Carolina, fine. Then this year, COVID Cup, he's got and, – and injuries. He's got every excuse in the book yeah. to be like, dude, it wasn't my fault. You know, I could do better. And I think that people might give him a shot. Um, I'm glad he's gone because, you know, all those division titles are great, but I do not want to become the new Detroit Red Wings where we just make the playoffs for 20 years and don't really make a real push. So, you know, good luck, Todd. I'm glad you're gone, though. Yeah. Uh, ditto. Who have you seen being floated for the next head coach job? Well, according to the Hellscape hockey Twitter, Cesspool. everybody is all about... Well, the two I see the most yeah. uh, support. People want to bring, bring back Bruce Boudreaux. That's <laughs> fucking dumb. Dumb. Uh, I love then Bruce, but Gerard it didn't Gallant. work. Uh, really? You're seeing Boudreaux and Gallant? I'm seeing, yeah, well, and um, Babcock has been floated out there because, you know, the ownership said they wanted an experienced coach. And a guy that we favor, um, I, and he's been uh, mentioned as well, but a lot of people aren't keen on him, and that's Peter yeah. Laviolette. And I don't understand why people aren't keen on him. Yeah, I mean, I I really I put out a tweet. Um, 
he coached one season in ECHL, went to the conference finals. Two seasons in the AHL, he got a Calder Cup. Within 15 years, he took three different teams in the NHL to the Stanley Cup. He won one along the way. Carolina. Carolina. Um, And another team he took was Nashville, in which he took over a trot system and had success. So looking at the track record, if he takes over a trot's core that's still intact, he could repeat history, and all he's got to do is get to the cup and then let the players do the rest. So I feel – okay, so – to echo your sentiments, I've heard Gallant and Laviolette as the two most prevalent, only because that's the only ones I'm taking seriously. I have seen Babs Babcock floated around, and I've seen Bruce Boudreaux floated around, but you're, you've got to be fucking kidding me if you're going to take Boudreaux back. I mean, it's it didn't work. There's no way. The ending was messy, if you remember. He, you know, OV mouth, you fat fuck to him and then he got fired so <laughs> it was not a good it was not a good look honey uh, you can't keep taking him back right it's that simple exactly and you know uh babs man i don't think he's ever gonna he's he's got a gig with what a college uh was it vermont I th- one of them he yeah he's like a a volunteer like he's like a consultant consult basically. yeah like a a coaching assistant something fucking obscure and yeah I think it was a volunteer status as well and you don't I don't think the guys are going to respect him he can't bully that locker room yeah and he's got so much bad press going on yeah it would be a PR nightmare for sure so I see Gallant and Lavs as the only real options unless and I just and they they've come out McClellan has come out and said we're going to pay for an experienced coach that's that's come out and said so. It looks like there's not going to be another rookie coach getting a shot, which is how it's been the entire time that Ovechkin's been in D.C. playing hockey, except for Trots. And, oh, what happened when we had Trots? Won a fucking cup. Exactly. So, Gallant has coached six full years with Columbus, Florida, and Vegas, two years each. On the third year of every single t- of one of those teams – he got fired. So he's only made the playoffs in three of those six years. So he's running a 50% clip of even making the playoffs. Two of those years are with the Knights. Okay. So that even diminishes his credibility in my eyes. You know, you get handed a stud team. You in go the to Pacific. Stanley, huh? In the Pacific Division. Right. And you get handed a stud team. Yeah. That, you know, you take to the Stanley Cup Finals on their first year you could easily write that off as an anomaly. That never happens. That has never happened. Literally has never happened in the league. For it to be repeatable would be probably... I don't think Seattle is going to have that. Okay? So, never has happened, may not ever happen again. He holds that record. You know, going to the Stanley Cup Finals as a rookie coach in the first year of an expansion team. I'm calling it a fluke, because it is. He was fired from each team on the third year. Um, aside from the finals appearance, you know, he's all of his teams got stomped in the first round. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Gerard Gallant, but I just don't think he's the right fit for the Caps. 
Yeah. We need a guy who can get us to the Stanley Cup Finals. I believe that if we get to the Stanley Cup Finals, this Caps team gets the Stanley Cup Finals, they're going to win it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and here's why. And, and so, okay, so six years, six full years for Gallant made the playoffs in three of them, two of which were with the Knights. Now, he did coach Columbus, Gallant did, and he he improved Columbus. I mean, while he was there, their, their records got better, but they didn't make the playoffs, uh, except for me. Uh, I don't think they did at all. He made it once with Florida. Lavs has coached four teams, the Islanders, Carolina, Philadelphia, and Nashville. He's taken three of those teams to the finals and won with one of them, and that's Carolina. So he only made the playoffs one year with Carolina and went and won a cup. The rest of the three years there didn't qualify. So it was kind of like really a flash in the pan, just lightning in a bottle for Carolina there. And I think that everybody who watched that series, that playoff run, knew that that was kind of just like craziness. Everything came together for him, right? Yeah. The Islanders is the only team he didn't make the playoffs with, though he did also improve their record a bit. But, I mean, it was the Islanders, dude, back in the day. Not very good team. Philadelphia. Went to the finals with them. Nashville went to the finals with them and got robbed out of a cup with Pittsburgh against yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, he had he had, you know, everything going against him. The luck of the Penguins, the paying off that the Penguins did for the refs, the paying off that Lemieux did for the league. <laughs> I mean, everything was going against him, right? <laughs> well, there was that one controversial call. Yeah. When in game seven. Or six, six. seven or six, when Murray didn't have the puck and the ref was just out of position. Yeah, one of the worst blown calls in all of league history, I think. Yeah, terrible call. Um, and again, goes to show that if you grease enough palms, you'll get whatever you want. So, of Laviolette's fourteen full seasons, he's missed the playoffs four times. Four times. So instead of a 50% success rate, this dude's running at, I don't know, math, I don't know, like a 75% success rate here of making the playoffs, all right? Three of them with uh, Carolina and – oh, I'm sorry. So with – what did I say? Oh, he missed – three of them he missed with Carolina. And then the other with the Islanders. He must have taken the – he he did take the Islanders to one playoff appearance. So – Sorry, I was a miss. I misspoke. But it, basically, the kicker is, you know, he gets these teams here in a year or two. He comes in, stirs shit up, and gets them to where they need to be. And that's usually Stanley Cup Finals. Does that sound like somebody you want, Caps fans? You know, this is a guy who's literally made the playoffs ten years out of fourteen in the NHL, and the other times he was really coaching not great teams. Right. And he's not only gotten to the playoffs, but taken these, t- these teams deep. And not only has he taken them deep, he's done it within the first or second year. Time is a ticking for the, for the Washington Capitals. We need a coach who can come in, get us to the Stanley Cup Finals next fucking year. We have the roster. I believe we have the roster. We need, we need somebody to kick, get all these guys in fucking order again. Absolutely. Did I did I steal all the thunder? Is that all you're gonna say, Paulie? Well, no. I mean, um, 
like you said, time's ticking. We've got four or five years for Ovi to break this record realistically, I think, because right. I don't think he's going to go till he's 40. Um, so, you know, if, if Ovi can put up another 45, 50 in the next couple of years, he'll do it. And we bring Lavi in. If we could get Ovi breaking the record and a cup within the next three to four years. Nut. You know, I just, I don't see it with Gallant. I think Gallant is more of a, a long-term may, uh, move. And... That's the kind of guy we want to hire after Ovechkin retires. Yeah, he's like he's like the interim coach before you make a move for a real coach to yeah. go win a cup with after you've rebuilt. Um, the one thing I will say about Gallant is that I do feel that Gallant would pump Ovi's stats. I do feel that way. I think Lives would also keep him on the power play, do all that stuff. He would still... I feel like maybe if each coach you know in parallel universes got three years Ovi might have like 30 more goals over those three years with Gallant maybe maybe that's the only bonus I could see with Gallant because he plays that run and gun he'll 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 but but we don't have the run and gun team anymore right we and that's the same reason why Brudrow's a bad idea he's a very offensively minded coach we do not have the team that can outpace you. We have one guy with wheels, and that's Jacob Verana. I can't think of another speedster we have. Haglin. Haglin. Okay, but Haglin's aging. Yeah. Uh, maybe like Nick Dowd. The fourth line's pretty quick. Our young guys. But our, but the, where the talent really lies, where in previous years, back when we were the, you know, the comeback kids and like, you know, back when we were the young guns, you had Ovechkin who could straight line speed probably bar none in the league along with Backstrom who was a speedy player but mostly was just like you know he was backy and you know you had guys who could push the play like Mike Green and Alex Simmon and Ovechkin fast and young Ovechkin is is you know say what you will he's lost a bit of a step he's not as fast as he used to be he's still a beast and still a heavy thick man but he is not the guy that's going to burn you on the outside and just take it inside anymore right the defense has gotten too good and they're too young. So it's hands down. It's hands down has to be Laviolette for me. That's the best option out there right now. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I don't think there's any even other dark horse. If there is a dark horse, it's Gallant to in yeah. my eyes. So all you idiots out there on fucking Twitter, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, you can uh, you can save your analytics, and uh, I'll look at the results. Yeah, yeah. How about how about those for analytics? Ten years making the playoffs, going at three different. Te- now, here's the thing: if he comes in, wins a cup with Washington, he will be. And and here's here's a damning stat: he will be the only coach other than Bowman to win the cup with two different teams as a coach. It's pretty big. And I think that, honestly, he's of the available experienced coaches in the NHL as a head coach. He's the only one. To, he's That's the only option. So, that's our bit. Flame us if you want, but you're fucking wrong. If you, if you disagree, you're fucking wrong. All Absolutely. Right? Very wrong. All right. Last bit of news. 
I wanted to keep this to like an hour. It's like an hour and 30 right now. Mike Green retires. Greeny. Really love this guy as a cat. Yeah. Wore number 25. I wear number 25. Well, now I wear 69 because I'm a fucking asshat in beer league. But, <laughs> uh, 25 has generally been my number throughout high school and college. Uh, got robbed of it for lacrosse, which is a fucking joke. Devin Kalmbacher, suck a dick. Dick. <laughs> um, I really liked Green. I thought, I mean, I love that he played with a super, I mean, his stick just seemed so long on that guy for, for his height. He just seemed like he, he dangled the puck out so far away from his body. And if you play hockey, you know that that is the hard, that's hard. You know, yeah. you have a more aggressive lie that brings a puck closer to you on your stick and that gives you a little bit more dangle um, opportunity. But he just laid it out there. The wind-up on that wrist shot was about a day and a half, but, man, was it a fucking accurate heater, dude. Yeah. But it, am I the only one? Like, you think... Did you, you remember watching Mike Green shoot the fucking puck? It seemed like he would just wind up, and it would be, like, an hour until he let it go. Yeah, it's amazing he could find the space for that. I know. And then fucking rip it with such accuracy. I mean, he's sniped some goal, made some goalies look fucking dumb. He's made some defenders look dumb. He's made some offensive players look dumb. He has been on, I feel like Mike Green has been on some of the worst ends of Caps history. Only because, like, just bad plays that look bad on him in the Adam Oates era when he fucking let that, that breakaway go. And, and it just. I feel bad for him. Um, I didn't think he was the heaviest presence on the crease, which is something that you'd want to be. You know, that's something like, you know, at least John Carlson doesn't get pushed around at least as much as jo- as Mike Green does. He is the last Caps um, Norris Trophy winner, though. So, one of two, I believe. Any fond memories of Mike Green there, Polly? I mean, I just remember he was fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> sickest toe drag. Yeah, he's definitely uh, a nostalgic cap for me, and that, that was towards the beginning of my fanhood. Yeah, that uh, was the Young Gun era. Yeah, so uh, real, real fond memories of him and Simmons and Ovi and Backy. And back then, he was considered the quarterback of the power play. Yeah, not Backstrom. When probably was Backstrom the whole time, but just because Greeny could could just fucking thread the needle to Ovi. And again, you know, it was new back then for these guys. But at the same time, man, I mean, I wish him all the best in retirement. Um, he's He had he had struggled with some injuries, uh, and, and it really does suck that he couldn't win the cup with us. And, you know, I don't want to completely shit on the guy because I was very critical. I've been very critical of Mike Green in the past. Mm-hmm. But... To see, I, I want to see him like kind of walk off in the sunset and be, you know, successful in whatever else he does next. So, good luck, Mike Green. We love you. We love you. <laughs> All right, we have another shit to do. I think we got we got to get the fuck out of here. Rate the podcast if you would. That'd be great on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Five stars only. Five stars only. Until next week. I think we're going to be having a little... I think we'll probably have a guest next week. Yeah. Maybe alcohol is involved. You have to tune in to find out. Absolutely. All right, Caps fans. Enjoy the playoffs. Stay safe. Remember, civil discourse is not dead. Until next week. Hockey Troll.
Polyco Geeks, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.